This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. So why do seagulls live near the sea? Because if they live near the bay, they'd be bagels. Welcome to Wings and Things, where you'll find real answers to real questions about everything you want to know about pet birds. Care, feeding, bird products, travel, and more. Everything to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. From parrots to parakeets, cockatiels to cockatoos, you'll have a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about your fun, feathered friends. So, spread your wings and get ready to fly with your Wings and Things host, bird expert and author, Susan Chamberlain. Hello, welcome to Wings and Things on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Susan Chamberlain, and we've got plenty of avian announcements and information to talk about uh, during this segment. We're going to talk about simplifying spending. Is your bird costing you too much? Are you spending too much money on all kinds of bird things that your parrot doesn't even use? We're also going to talk about conures, those chatty little clowns, the lively little birds, just like Ratchet, who's on this program sometimes. And then we'll talk about a parrot society that comes to the rescue of abandoned parrots right here on Wings and Things on Pet Life Radio. Sitting on a branch overlooking the parking lot, the pigeons watched as a Mercedes pulled in below them. What do you think, one bird said to the other. Should we put a deposit on that car? Stay perched. Wings and Things will be soaring back right after these messages. What if you could protect the life of your cat with something so simple and affordable that you already use every day? Get ready for the evolution of kitty litter. It's Pretty Litter. Along with all the features you've come to expect from your kitty litter, Pretty Litter's patented and scientific formula will also monitor your cat's health and detect illnesses early while providing industry-leading odor control. Two kitty litters, same cat, same price. But there's one important difference. Pretty Litter reacts to your cat's waste by detecting health issues simply by changing color. And the key is that Pretty Litter detects these issues before your cat shows symptoms of physical illness or pain, likely saving you major dollars in vet bills while protecting the health of your cat. What do you think, little guy? Ready to switch litter? Pretty Litter. Colorful insight into your cat's health. Go to prettylittercats.com forward slash cat 101 or use coupon code cat 101 to get 20% off your first subscription order. Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com. A Frenchman walks into a bar with a parrot on his shoulder. The bartender asks, where did you get that thing? The parrot replies, in France. There are millions of them. Don't have a canary. Wings and Things is back with more great words on birds with your host, Susan Chamberlain. We're going to first talk about simplifying spending. Like food, grooming and cleaning products, and certain bird accessories are ongoing expenses for people who share their home with parrots and other pet birds. We have some cost-conscious tips for you to keep your bird budget healthy. Grooming fees can add up especially if you share your home with multiple birds. Although opinions differ about the benefits of trimming the flight feathers, the practice does help prevent escape and reduce risk of accidents in the home. 
Blunting the nails helps reduce lacerated hands, arms, and shoulders. Boy, you can feel it when your bird's nails are starting to grow out. It also helps prevent injury to the bird from getting their long nails caught in cage or toy parts. How much does grooming cost? Prices differ according to geographic region, degree of demand, and the venue in which you choose to have your bird groomed. The size of the bird may also factor into the cost of grooming. Macaws and cockatoos are often more challenging to a groomer than budgies are, hence the higher cost. A visit to your avian veterinarian for grooming has the added benefit of a mini-physical, as the vet will often spot obvious signs of illness, such as weight loss or subcutaneous tumors. That means a tumor under the skin. Sometimes a veterinarian will include the price of grooming with your bird's annual physical. Ask about costs before contracting for services. House calls from a professional groomer begin at around $40 in the Northeast. Ask about discounts for multiple birds and if services such as wing and nail clipping are charged separately or bundled together. Advantages of in-home grooming include lower stress levels for the bird because the bird is in its own environment and there is no exposure to other birds. Bird stores often offer grooming services, sometimes on scheduled days. The cost is usually lower than that for house call services, but again, ask if prices are a la carte or all-inclusive. Some stores offer free grooming services for birds that were purchased there. How often does your bird require grooming? Some birds require grooming twice a year, while others only need it quarterly. It depends on the rate of growth of feathers and nails. Inspect your bird's wings and nails frequently and schedule clippings accordingly. Once you've gone through a few cycles, you'll know how much to budget for quarterly or semi-annual grooming sessions. Install a concrete blend perch in your bird's cage to help blunt its nails in between visits to the groomer. Overgrown or uneven beaks should be evaluated and corrected only by an avian veterinarian. Do not allow your groomer to trim your bird's beak and do not attempt to trim your bird's beak yourself. Of course, you may take an emery board and gently file uneven spots on your bird's beak. And the groomer can do that as well. But the, um, the beak does have a blood supply, and if it is cut improperly, your bird can bleed to death or otherwise end up with certain problems to do with malformed beaks because of incorrect grooming. Just not a good idea. Take your bird to the vet, have it evaluated. What you think is an overgrown beak may not be at all. Many bird owners learn to groom their birds themselves. Have an avian veterinarian or experienced groomer teach you how. And don't attempt it until you are absolutely confident of your skills. Cleaning products can be expensive. Use household products to make your own cleaning preparations. Because birds are sensitive to ingredients in many commercial cleaning preparations, we're often in a quandary about what to use to clean cages and surrounding areas. White vinegar is one of the least expensive, yet effective and non-toxic household staples that can also be used for cleaning. You can purchase a whole gallon of it at, at the supermarket for just a few dollars. 
I keep a spray bottle filled with full-strength white vinegar, and it's really handy for spot-cleaning bird debris off windows, cage aprons, and other hard surfaces. It effectively loosens dried droppings and flung foodstuffs after a few minutes, and it brings glass up to a nice shine. Of course, you don't want to be spraying it around your bird, where your bird can breathe in the aerosolized droplets. Even though something is non-toxic, your bird may still be sensitive to the fumes or to breathing it. Not a good idea. For general cleaning, use a quarter of a cup of vinegar to a quart of water for cleaning windows and half a cup of vinegar to a gallon of water for tile or vinyl floors. Vinegar is a mild acid and it may leach color from low-end vinyl flooring. Do not use it on marble as it will eventually etch the surface. As an added benefit, there's anecdotal evidence that the acidic vinegar residue helps repel ants. Lemons offer several cleaning solutions as well. Grind a lemon peel in the garbage disposal to freshen it up. Simmer lemon slices in water inside your oven or microwave to loosen stuck-on food. Polish the copper bottoms of pots and pans using half a lemon and some salt. Because lemon juice acts as a bleaching agent, do not use it on fabric. Some other things you can do is pour some baking soda down a drain, add some white vinegar, and watch it bubble up to clear clogs and grease. Follow that with a rinse of boiling water. Avoid toxic, expensive oven cleaners. Instead, wipe out your oven after each use with a cloth dampened with white vinegar. You know when you consistently do it, your oven's not going to be built up with layers and layers of grease. Just do it every time you use the oven. You'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised, and you'll never have a great big job to do. Conquer soap scum by spraying your shower and tub with a solution of vinegar and water after each use. Use a quarter cup of vinegar to a quart of water. Spray houseplant soil with vinegar and water. Use a quarter of a cup to, to one quart of water once a month to inhibit the growth of mold. I had some, some mold growing on one of my house plants, and I, I just discovered this quite by accident. I had my little spray bottle of vinegar in my hand, and I just spritzed the, the mushrooms that were starting to grow out of the soil in the house plant. And the next day, they had completely disappeared. It, it was just amazing. And again, as with all cleaning products, do not spray vinegar where your bird may inhale the mist. Although it's non-toxic, it may be irritating to eyes and to the respiratory system. Use plain rubbing alcohol to sanitize formica and other laminate surfaces. It dries almost immediately, and it's nearly fume-free. A quart costs about $1.29 at chain drugstores. Avoid harsh chemicals by using baking soda instead of scouring powder. Commercial citrus cleaners are generally effective and non-toxic, but some people and birds may be sensitive to the oils contained in such products. Never spray these near your birds or in confined areas. When purchasing cleaning products, buy large sizes and refill spray bottles as needed. Your per ounce cost will be less than if you buy the convenience package each time. I saved $18.96 
by purchasing the gallon size of Aviclean. That's, that's a product uh, specific, uh, specifically designed to clean up bird poop and debris. And it's made by a company called Avitec. You can learn about it at www.avitec.com. Anyway, I purchased that gallon size of Avaclean for $29. The same amount in regularly priced quart bottles would have cost me $47.96. So that was a pretty big savings. And you can do the same thing with household products that you buy in the supermarket or your big box store. Toys, perches, play gyms, and cages are necessary avian accoutrements, but they don't have to blast your budget. Watch for special sales and promotions, and purchase replacement parts for cages and stands when you buy the original product, as you may not be able to locate them when you need them. Time is money, and buying ahead of time ensures that you won't waste time and gasoline in search of possibly discontinued parts, or accessories. Buy in bulk when possible. Some shops and mail order companies offer discounts when you purchase several of the same products. If it's something you'll use on a continual basis, it's probably a good investment. Be diligent about upkeep. Sand or scrape freshly cleaned wood perches to keep them looking like new. Keep cage bars clean and dry to prevent corrosion. Sometimes what you think is corrosion is just built-up dirt and gunk on the cage bars. Rotate your bird's toys to sustain avian interest and make them last longer. Replaceable parts are available for some toys, and these usually represent good value. Take advantage of sales and special offers at bird fairs, in catalogs, at bird stores, and on online bird supply companies. Use a low or no interest credit card for major purchases and pay it off while the special rate is still in effect. Open an interest-bearing account just for bird-related purchases. When you've built up a substantial sum, transfer the money into a short-term CD for even better earnings. Anticipate your expenses ahead of time. Grooming, cleaning products, toys, and replacement parts are all ongoing expenses when you are experiencing parent parenthood. We don't always like to say bird ownership because there really is a question about who owns who. I hope some of these tips have helped you, and we will be back in just a second here on Wings and Things on Pet Life Radio. Stay perched. Wings and Things will be soaring back right after these messages. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged big great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. A Frenchman walks into a bar with a parrot on his shoulder. The bartender asks, where did you get that thing? The parrot replies, in France. There are millions of them. 
don't have a canary. Wings and Things is back with more great words on birds with your host, Susan Chamberlain. Welcome back to Pet Life Radio. We're going to talk about conures today. Those are those sleek, hardy little people in bird suits. They're curious, intelligent, playful, and outgoing. Before captive breeding and hand-rearing were the norm, Conyers were a noisy, unruly bunch. In fact, the Nande Conure was the bird that people most regretted purchasing in a survey that we did at Bird Talk magazine probably 15 years ago. But today, Conyers are in- still inclined to be noisy. Some species have a tendency to be quieter than others. But they're more easily handled, they, strong, they form strong bonds with their owners, and they can develop good vocabularies. Conyers are distinguished by bare eye rings, slender bodies, and long tapered tails. Members of the genus Aratinga look and behave almost like miniature versions of macaws. Colors range from the brilliant butter yellow of the rare Queen of Bavaria conure to the bright red and green of the cherry-headed conure. Conures of the genus Pyura are generally less noisy than those of the Aratinga genus, and their colors are quieter as well. Conures love being part of family activities, and they do well in busy households as well as in more placid homes. Where a quiet environment is desired, choose a Pyura conure over an Aratinga. Provide your conure with a roomy cage equipped with a swing, a ladder, and plenty of toys. A large, shallow dish for daily bathing will be put to good use. Conures love the water. I despaired of keeping water in my cherry-headed conures dishes. They bathe in them every time I change the water. My cat walked by, they'd splash water on her. Finally, I switched to drinking water bottles. They learned to drink from them almost immediately, but unfortunately, they learned to shower under them too. The conure diet is similar to that for Amazon parrots, but because they are more prone to abnormal bleeding than other species, they should be provided with foods rich in vitamin K, such as kale, turnip greens, and broccoli. Some of the conures that are more prominent in bird keeping are the gold-capped conure. It's similar in size to the sun and jende conures at approximately 12 inches long. Now that's from the tip of the tail to the top of the head. Gold-capped conures have moss green bodies and wings and a cap of orange on their heads. They have agreeable personalities and bond quite closely with their human families. The noise level is moderate, but their yip can be piercing to some ears. The beautiful sun conure is prized for its beauty. The reddish, yellow, gold, and green sun conure makes a great companion bird and may become a fair talker. It can be quite noisy but many owners feel that this is offset by the bird's beauty and gregarious personality. Nande conures are the subject, as I said before, that years ago, bird talk readers responded to a survey in which one of the questions was, which bird do you regret purchasing? 
The most frequent answer to this question was my Nande Conure. The reason was incessant vocalizing. Their loud voices haven't been bred out of them, but now that the Nandays on the market are domestically bred and hand-raised, they make much better pets. Nandays are very intelligent and capable of learning tricks from patient owners. Some learn to talk, and ultimately their noise level is dependent on the individual bird. Another thing about noise, too, is the noise level in your home. If you have a very noisy home, your bird is going to vocalize to keep up and compete with that noise. Have you ever noticed when the football game's on, all your birds are cheering? Mine certainly are. Hand-reared maroon-bellied conures make excellent pets. They're small enough at 10 inches long to be housed in medium-sized cages. A cockatiel-sized cage is adequate. That's an important factor when living space is limited. The maroon-bellied's quiet demeanor makes it ideal for apartment dwellers. Talking potential is fair, but the personality of this little green maroon-bellied clown will captivate the conure fancier. And conures, you know, they're just so much fun. They eat a lot, they love the water, and they can certainly be good pets for everybody. They're, they're quite hardy, but the one consideration you need to take into account here is noise. Well, thanks for listening to the Conure segment. We will be right back. We're going to be talking about rescuing abandoned parrots here on Wings and Things on Pet Life Radio. I'm Susan Chamberlain. Sitting on a branch overlooking the parking lot, the pigeons watched as a Mercedes pulled in below them. What do you think, one bird said to the other. Should we put a deposit on that car? Stay perched. Wings and Things will be soaring back right after these messages. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. A Frenchman walks into a bar with a parrot on his shoulder. The bartender asks, where did you get that thing? The parrot replies, in France. There are millions of them. Don't have a canary. Wings and Things is back with more great words on birds with your host, Susan Chamberlain. Welcome back to Wings and Things. You know, even though they tend to flourish in the warm regions of the world, parrots are increasingly being kept as pets on Long Island and other places in the United States and abroad. More and more of the exotic birds are also being abandoned by their owners. The Long Island Parrot Society on Long Island, New York is trying to change that and is helping find homes for parrots that have been pushed out into an inhospitable environment. You know, there are so many reasons why people abandon these birds, and perhaps the most common is that most owners don't realize that parrots can live up to 80 years. So even the best-intentioned person 
doesn't make plans for their bird's life after the owner dies or grows too old or infirm to care for them. It's very important to do that. If you have a bird, please see your attorney, do some research, see if your state allows setting up trusts for pets when you can no longer care for them. That's putting aside some money that will ensure your bird's care when you cannot take care of your bird. Uh, the Long Island Parrot Society gets a lot of calls every year for people who want us to come and get their bird because they can't stand the noise or the parrot has bitten them, says Linda LaFleur, who is the head of the Long Island Parrot Society's adoption referral program. And it's really a serious problem. Someone will call and say, you know, come and get this bird before I throw it out of the house. Uh, one woman had a cockatoo living in her car because her husband couldn't stand having the bird in the house. It was, it was, the, the stories are just absolutely amazing. Uh, there have been birds. One, one of the recent, um, rescue situations was an African gray taking out of the home of someone who had died almost a week previously. Uh, no one knew the person had died. There was no one to check on them. And the bird was starving. Fortunately, the bird has been nursed back to health and it's eating everything in sight. But you certainly don't want that to happen to your bird. So have a friend who touches base with you every day or so, so that if you're not around, they'll know that something is wrong. On Long Island, there are about 60,000 parrots. Uh, this is just based on population demographics and the percentage of birds in the population. Um, at this writing, a new report has just come out by the Avian Veterinary, Veterinary Medical Association, and they say that 4% of households in the United States have pet birds, and many of them have multiple birds. But being that there are about 60,000 on Long Island, maybe more, the Long Island Parrot Society, which was founded in 1985, receives about 300 requests for help every year and finds homes for a 100 or more of the birds. Um, some of the birds, some of the people are counseled and they find that they really can keep their bird after all if it's a behavior issue. Sometimes that can be corrected. Um, the Parrot Society counsels panicky owners, often persuading them to keep their parrots, and educates school children about the birds too. You know, the hope of our birds future is in our youth because they are the ones who are ultimately going to be taking care of them. The Parrot Society is really busier than ever. Uh, Linda LaFleur says when owners are about to give up their birds, first we try to counsel them and see if they can keep the bird or just try again. If that fails, we then try and match the bird up with good candidates who are looking to adopt a bird. The um, increase in abandonment went hand in hand with the rise in popularity of parrots. According to Linda LaFleur, people tend to see birds on TV 
and they seem sweet and big and colorful. And that is very tempting. I mean, who wouldn't want a beautiful tropical bird riding around on their shoulder and interacting with them? What they fail to forget is that bird on the shoulder is also pooping down the back of your jacket and leaving a mess of seed and other food all over the place. You know, everybody feeds their bird on their shoulder, of course, don't you? Um, but, you know, it, it's not that easy. Birds aren't really difficult to take care of, but they do require a great deal of commitment and they do require some specialized care and a lot of extra housekeeping. Um, other segments of popular culture have also affected the local parrot population. The movie Pauly, a 1999 movie, 1998, I believe, I'm sorry, uh, about a parrot that can talk and not just mimic human speech, caused a big spike in sales in Blue Crown Conyers. The Long Island Parrot Society has about 700 members, and more than two of them meet every month at the American Legion Post in Babylon, New York. The meetings aren't all about gloomy things. You know, we, we've shown the movie like Bill and Coo. It's a 1948 film that features bird actors. And uh, the society also in, endeavors to educate its members and friends and guests and teach people how to take care of their parrots. It's a, it's a great networking opportunity. And it gives people a real support system. You know, say somebody has a problem with their bird and they'll say, oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to do about this bird? And Perhaps someone at the Parrot Society has the same kind of bird. And they'll be told, well, go talk to so-and-so. She has a bird just like yours. See what she does about this problem. Because there are certain problems that are kind of common to certain species. You know, Amazon parrots can be very, very dominant. And one of the things you don't want to do with an Amazon parrot is let it get the upper hand. Uh, you don't let the bird rule the roost although they really do sometimes. But, you know, if a, if a bird is bitey, if it bites at certain times, like you go to put your hand in the bird's cage to get the bird out and the bird bites you, that bird is just being territorial. Let the bird come out of its cage first and then have it step up onto your hand. You know, you, you're intruding on its territory. Teach the bird to step up onto a stick so that it's not stepping directly onto your hand. Stick training a bird can also save its life someday. Imagine if your bird gets out of the house and it's up in a tree. If it's stick trained, it's much more likely to step onto a pro-offered stick. If it's never seen a stick before and you start shoving one at an escaped bird, what's it going to do? It's just going to fly away. But anyway, back to the Long Island Parrot Society. Every year, it sponsors a parrot expo in October in Freeport, New York. And that features colorful birds, um, educational workshops, and lots of paraphernalia for sale, like cages, food bowls, T-shirts, coffee mugs, food. I mean, anything at all you could want for your bird or for your favorite bird person. Uh, the Long Island Parrot Society's one of, one of the goals is that they hope to raise about $100,000 this year so that they can open a shelter for homeless parrots on Long Island. 
There's a very real need for this. There aren't enough foster homes. There aren't enough places to put parrots who are waiting for new homes. And parrots are kind of the stepchild of the the shelter and adoption world. Not that many people are concerned about them or even know that the, that there is an issue with parrots that need new homes. It's, um, it, you know, exasperated owners call the parrot hotline and they say, if you're not here in five minutes, I'm opening the window. I mean, they leave their birds in cages out in the cold to be picked up or they're rescued from living in dark basements and cars. One little budgie was even found alive, still inside its cage in a dumpster. You know, prospective bird owners should only buy a parrot if they know they can take care of of it, if they have that level of commitment. They are really and truly a lifetime commitment. If you'd like some more information about parrot care and what the Long Island Parrot Society does, visit www.liparrots.org. That's L-I-P-A-R-R-O-T-S dot org, O-R-G. And you'll find a wealth of information and links to other avian websites it will certainly help you. The Long Island Parrot Society really, truly is a, um, a service club. And to locate a bird club near you, just go on your computer and Google bird club and your city or your state. Or go to Bird Talk magazine. Bird Talk puts out an annual called Birds USA. And they have listings of the clubs throughout the United States and Canada. And a bird club can truly be a great source of support and networking. And and you'll meet some great new friends. Maybe you'll even locate a bird sitter and a bird groomer through your bird club. They are really a wealth of information. So do make that call. Check out that website and join one today. Well, thank you for joining me on Pet Life Radio. I'm Susan Chamberlain. This has been Wings and Things. You can email me with your questions and comments. Just email Susan at PetLifeRadio.com. Thank you for flying with us. Join us every week on Wings and Things with your host, Susan Chamberlain, and get a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about pet birds and how to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. Wings and Things, only on PetLifeRadio.com.